For episode 39 of The Flipping Genius, I spoke with Eric Wise, Lisa Welch, and the Gary Hargrove about forming partnerships and setting expectations. Every now and then, it's time to do a reality check. you buy and sell cars for a profit or you want to, you're in the right place. This is the Flipping Genius Podcast. I am your host, Randy Lee. I've been flipping cars most of my life despite having almost zero mechanical skill. For the past dozen years or so, I've been a licensed used car dealer in the great state of Alabama. No matter what the topic, this podcast has one main goal, to make our listeners money. Let's get to it, flippers. Fear not, flippers. Today, you'll get to hear some input from experienced voices of the car flipping world. Not just mine. I got out, masked up, and hit the street looking for some answers. I wanted to learn about the results other people have had when it comes to partnering with other like-minded individuals. Again, Part of the reason for this subject is because I have received questions and observations from you, the listeners, at flippingquestions at gmail.com. And just in case you're listening to this in, say, 2034 or sometime in the distant future, the reason I said masked up is because I'm recording this the week of October 12th, 2020, and we are still dealing with coronavirus. Anyway... I had a chance to talk to my friend Lisa Welch, who you will recall from episode 16. Lisa has so much insight into the car business from just about every single angle. She and her husband Randy and their family own and operate one of the oldest and most successful public car auctions in the southeastern United States. I also met with Eric Wise, the wise man. <laughs> Eric is an independent auto dealer who has worked his way into a very lucrative business over the last few years. Eric brings the insight of a young man who is building his business both through his own efforts and by drawing on the knowledge and resources of others. Really, really a smart guy. I mean, it's not just a name. He is a smart guy, and I hope to have... Eric share more with us uh, in the future. He is going to make a lot of money in this business, as I know. Um, also went by and bothered my friend Gary Hargrove. Gary is oftentimes my rescuer from stupid decisions, or maybe more accurately, the guy who keeps me from magnifying the stupid decisions I've already made by throwing good money after bad. Now, you heard Gary back in one of our more entertaining and probably informing episodes, episode number 24. So naturally, when I wanted to hear what other flippers beside myself have experienced regards to partnerships and, and how successful uh, flippers should, should set and manage their expectations, this was a terrific bank of knowledgeable pros for me to draw from. Well, naturally, partnerships can be tricky. Uh, from a strictly logical sense, we think things like two heads are better than one. We can do more if we combine our resources. And, and uh, we both bring different strengths to the table and so on and so forth. Now, all these things logically can be true. But the problem 
the problems come in when you start dealing with emotions and personalities and other parties that might be affected by the partnership, like spouses and children, for example. Uh, and expectations are a big factor, too. But I'm, I'm going to talk uh, uh, more about that in a little bit because I think we need to address expectations. We need to address them separately, uh, too, as, as in what are your personal expectations? Now, you know, it, it's important in a partnership, but what do you personally expect out of the business? And I want to talk about that before we, we end this, this uh, episode. Now, when I met with Lisa Welch of, of Midway Auto Auction this week, I asked her what she had seen from her side of things as far as people partnering up to flip cars. And by the way, Lisa was crazy busy. So our conversation took place while she juggled the title processing and scheduling her auction for the the, the next night and just other general, general craziness. So unfortunately, I couldn't find the time to get a clean audio from her. So would it have to go by my uh, my notes? However, as usual, Lisa was a, a, a treasure trove of information and experience. Uh, Lisa said that she had seen a variety of partnerships experiences over the years, and her memory, <laughs> virtually none of them wound up beneficial long term. Uh, Lisa also stressed the importance of everyone being on the same page with regard to their responsibilities in the partnership, both financial and work-wise. In other words, who's responsible for doing what? What percentage of the investment is each partner responsible for on the initial investment? And what portion is each partner going to get when they cash out? And, and you know, that, that, that isn't always <laughs> that isn't always a guaranteed profit. So that's another that's another thing to consider. But um, I'll tell you what. As a happy coincidence, this week I I actually have been helping a couple friends iron out an agreement on a car flip themselves. They had uh, they had already shook hands on the deal before I got the call. So my encouraging them to not do it together was pretty much a moot point. And, but hearing what Lisa had to say about the failed partnerships that she'd observed over the years made me feel pretty good about the advice that I had given my friends. Now, while I don't think it was perfect, I do think it will help them through this deal and keep the friendship intact on the other side of the deal. Now, after this 66-second break, I'll share the seven things that I had my friends reach agreement on before I let them run off onto their new joint flipping venture. Hey flippers, I've got to tell you about my favorite fine dining restaurant probably anywhere, but certainly in the Huntsville, Alabama area. Treat yourselves to a night at Nick's Ristorante. Nick's offers the finest steaks, the freshest seafood, and northern Italian cuisine just like the old country. Seriously, this place is unlike any other. The atmosphere, the service, the desserts are all beyond compare. You will thank me. It is a wonderful place to spend an evening. 
Nix is open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday open seating and Friday and Saturday with two seatings of 5 p.m. or 7.30 p.m. for the foreseeable future based on 50% capacity restrictions with face coverings required to enter, exit, and maneuver while at Nix. We care about your health and safety and dining experience and thank you for your understanding. Nix Restaurante is a member of the iTex trading community. Your iTex dollars are welcome. So before the break, I told you I'd helped a couple friends work out an agreement on a partnership they had already decided to go into on a single car flip. First off, they called me about this, so that is good. I mean, they recognized that there could be some trouble, and and they weren't anticipating it, but they recognized there could be, and and they they valued their friendship and they trust my judgment. Now, part of the reason they called me is naturally because I've been in the car flipping business for quite a while. And, and in addition to that, I, I've been involved in some partnership deals in the past and they know about those. Um, so I, I didn't have to pull the advice out of the air or where, wherever it is that people who don't know what the hell they're talking about, pull advice from. Um, but these are the, the seven things that I had them agree to. Uh, we were on the phone on a three-way call. Um, the first thing I had them agree on is how much each was contributing to the initial purchase. The next thing was to agree on who was going to do the cleanup and the repairs if there were any needed and, and who was going to pay for them. Um, by the way, I'm, I'm going to put all this in the, in my show notes. So if you're trying to drive, you don't have to write this stuff down. Um, cause I think this is, this is helpful. Um, and then, then I asked if there, if there's a, you know, in a worst case scenario, uh, on a, a, what, what is the limit you're willing to invest in this vehicle? The most, the most you'll put into it. Next, we looked at, uh, at values. I, I use Kelly blue book, uh, I usually use uh, private party values, but we take a look at all of them, see see what it says. And then we looked at, at Facebook Marketplace, and then we looked at uh, Craigslist to see what similar vehicles, very similar vehicles were, were listed for in their specific area. Um, this is something that, that I I think is really important to do. I, and I, I, I probably, in the past, I haven't emphasized this enough. I, I do use Kelly Blue Book for a lot of my analysis, but you've got to take a look at what is selling in your backyard and what people are, are getting for it at that given time. So, to, you know, to get as close to uh, an idea as possible. So we took a look at that. And once, once we had that information, I had them agree on initial asking price and what was the least that they would sell that vehicle for. And we wrote that down. Um, now they weren't concerned about how long it took. I mean, this wasn't a huge investment, but they weren't concerned about how long it was going to take to, to sell the vehicle. But I told them that it'd be a good idea to determine how long they're willing to wait before they either begin reducing the price or, or looked for other ways to sell it, like at an auction or, or via wholesale to a dealer or something like that. So we, you know, kind of hammered out some, some numbers on that. Then, then we talked about who is going to be responsible for marketing the vehicle and, and 
where would it be advertised and and who'd be responsible for actually selling it and dealing with prospective buyers. And then lastly, I had them agree on who got what portion of the proceeds when when they actually did sell it. Now, they, these guys were pretty much going 50-50 on everything uh, from the workload to the to the uh, the money, but but you can see how I didn't know that going in, and, and it's important to have this ironed out. Now I'd taken notes on my end of the phone on everything that we talked about. So after the call, I sent them both a text, and and I encouraged them to take the notes and and draw up a written agreement. And they actually sent a copy to me later. They had they had just scribbled some more clarifying remarks around. Uh, what I had written and initialed the changes and the additions and then both signed at the bottom. And I was, I was glad to be of help. I mean, and that, that was a written agreement. And I think, I think it, it, it helps them. I think, I think this at least gets them off to a, a good start. And, uh, you know, there's a little doubt in my mind that, that being on the same page at the start is essential to making a joint venture work, no matter how much money or, or, or work is involved. Now, frankly, I've had some success in partnering, uh, mostly in real estate deals and some other business ventures outside of the car business. But I have done, I've done some car flipping deals together with a couple different friends, and and we use guidelines that are pretty much identical to what we're talking about here. I, I, uh, I wound up making money. I think every single time, and and we retained our friendship, our relationship, and and I. But I tend to be an optimist, and and my my beautiful wife says that I don't hold grudges, so that may be a beneficial thing in my case. However, <laughs> when I talked to Gary Hargrove, he told me his observations were quite a bit different than my personal track record. So, Gary is truly a middleman. You you probably heard him in episode twenty four. He's got such great experience and insight, and and he's really a great benefactor to me. Um, as he's the operations manager for Dennis Johnson's Auto Repair, where all my repairs on my vehicles are done. So uh, here's here's my interaction with Gary on the subject of partnerships. Well, Gary, um, I know that you sit in here and deal with all kind of people, including me. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I, I was thinking, I bet you see people come in and try to partner up on buying flipping cars. Is that mm-hmm. something you come across? Oh, yeah, we come across it all the time. Do, does that usually work out pretty well? Not for the most part. I would say probably success rate, 80%, not that they fail. Oh, failure rate yeah, 80%. Failure rate, yeah, yeah. Okay. 20% well, success rate. So what, what do those 20% do? Uh, usually they're friends when they start out. And well, that sounds bad. Yeah. They're friends when they start out. Yeah, because they typically don't last either. Man, that's 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 terrible too. So they they get out of the deal, and make a couple of bucks, but then they don't like each other anymore. Yeah, typically. Oh happens. man, that's... I mean, I, I'm looking. You know, right now I'm thinking of all the people we have, and there's not any partnerships. You know, there's huh. there was two that we have. Actually, we have a car here now that started out as a partnership. And really? Now they're two different businesses. Wow. And they were friends when they started. I'm sure they're still friends now, but they can't be business partners. Huh. You're always going to have one that wants one thing and one that wants another. Yeah, that's that was kind of what I was afraid of. I know, I I managed to. So you want to be a business partner? <laughs> no, I don't think anybody wants to partner with me. But but I, I actually did have a partner in a real estate deal uh, over the last couple of years, and and I did the same thing back in uh, in Tennessee in the the uh, earlier earlier this this century. Yeah. And it was very successful, mm-hmm. and we we did pretty well. Now that guy lives in some 
uh, tropical island now. So I, I think I think the money kind of helped yeah, him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and my other buddy was very experienced, and we definitely brought different things to the table. Mm -hmm. So that's what I kind of thought. If if you could have people that bring different things to the table, it might make sense. But but you haven't seen that really either. Not really. Most of the time they're they're wanting to make quick money, mm. and then they buy really non-expensive cars that are need a lot of work. Right. One guy has a conscience and one guy doesn't. Choose ah. how it works out. Or, yeah. Or woman, whoever the, the deal is. Yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate that input, and I yes, think sir. that's 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 what I unfortunately what I suspected that you'd say. Yeah. <laughs> but thanks, man. Yes, sir. I like how Gary referred to those cars as non-expensive. So you can tell that Gary is not in, in favor of partnerships. Um, he also agreed that if you're going to get involved in a partnership, that it's important to be clear with your agreement at the outset. And I, and I want to reiterate that I will include my notes from this episode on our show notes page at the top of flippinggenius.com with one G, you'll find uh, the tab for, for show notes. And I'll include those seven steps that I outlined earlier. So you'll have them in front of you if you're contemplating doing a, a partnership. Um, when you go to our website, you'll see the tab at the top. If you're on the mobile website, you'll see it in the little uh, little menu box and you can click on it there. Uh, it'll be right next to the resources page tab that you're going to want to check out too. Um, so my conversation with both Gary and Lisa, who have a, a lot of experience in a variety of capacities in the car business, garnered really mostly advice to not go into a partnership. However, the conversation I'll share next produced a different viewpoint. Now, Eric Wise, who, as I mentioned earlier, is an independent used car dealer in Athens, Alabama. Has He's used partnerships to his benefit and to the benefit of a friend or two. And now Eric's relatively new to the car business, but he's had significant success already and, and is growing. And, and I was intrigued by a lot of, of what Eric and I discussed. And unfortunately, um, we'll have to save some of that uh, due to time constraints, so I have to save some of that for a, a different time. But, but one thing that resonated from our discussion that you'll hear in a minute is, uh, is that Eric knows business. I mean, he, he knows his stuff. And now I'm going to grab another bottle of Kickapoo Joy Juice, and <laughs> I'll be back after this short break. And during the break, I'm going to tell you about an idea that has made me tens of thousands of dollars each year for almost 30 years now. So here's the question. If you need some advertising, printing, or just need to go to the dentist, and it's gonna cost $1,000, what would you rather do? Pay cash or trade $1,000 of your services? And most small businesses would rather trade in order to save cash, but they find it difficult to find other businesses to trade with or who they can trust, or to find what they need when they need it. Enter ITEX, the nation's largest retail trade exchange. ITEX has a marketplace of member companies that sell to and buy from each other using the ITEX dollar instead of cash. Sell what you want, when you want, at the price you designate. They promote your business to their other clients 
through the iTex online directory and iTex mobile. As you make new sales in their marketplace, you earn iTex dollars. You can use those iTex dollars with other businesses in the iTex network whenever and with whomever you choose. Team Townley iTex is the local franchise of iTex Trade Exchange. For more information about iTex or to get involved, contact my friend Gene Townley at 251-980-1023 or email him at gene.townley at itex.net or contact me. Just email me at flippingquestions at gmail.com and I will be happy to answer any questions you have and introduce you to Gene. ITEX has helped me make a lot of money over the years and I highly recommend them. And we're back. Hey, look for a video we'll have out soon talking about how barter works for us in the car flipping business specifically. I mean, it is definitely one of the things that has helped us set ourselves apart from the competition and maximize our profits. You'll see it on FlippingGenius.com, and you'll see it also on the Flipping Genius channel on YouTube. And, and as I mentioned, Eric Wise also has an excellent focus on his plan for his business, and that included a couple different partnership situations over the first few years of his uh, car flipping career already. Let's hear from Eric now. When I got started, I started with a dealer that had a license and I didn't. Mm -hmm. I used my own money. Right. But with us, we more or less pushed one another towards goals. Mm -hmm. It helped both of us grow. Okay. Me getting my own license, yada, yada, yada. Uh But I have heard horror stories of (laughs) me and you going into business. Right. You end up having to fund the whole thing because I'm not good with money. Mm-hmm. But then we still think we're equal on the profit side of things. Yeah. But you're not. Mm-hmm. So it usually ends up leaving a, leaving a bad taste in someone's mouth because you have one person that is financially stable or financially, I don't say intelligent, but smart with the finances mm-hmm. versus another person who just thinks it's all money, all profit. Yeah. But in our business, there's... Rarely all profit. <laughs> yeah. Rarely all profit. It's, right. It's usually more money going out than coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I've had people buy under me, and I actually got him in the business now too. He's got his own license, but I've never tied finances. Mm-hmm. We've always been independent on the finance side. Okay. Of so. So you, you both contribute this equal amount to the to the game. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. But it's worked for you then. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. All right. Well, that's that's good. It's that, so we know it can work. It but. can. It can. But you got to still treat it as even though you're working with someone, you have to treat it as your own business. Okay. All it's, right. It's how I've always. That's good know, advice. You know. I figured it would be from the wise man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's how I do it. But if somebody came to me and said, I may have people to this day say, Hey, man, I've got twenty, thirty thousand dollars. Let me get a business with you. You know, you need to get your license. Mm-hmm. Because it's not. I run my business how I want to. Amen. And I don't want anybody saying, Well, yeah. Let's do this. I know what cars I'm going to buy. I know mm-hmm. what price range I'm going to be. <clears throat> Excuse me. I know what kind of profit I need for myself. Because mm-hmm. you factor in another person, now your profit's got to be higher. Exactly. I sell my cars fast at a lower price. Mm-hmm. So it's just not for me. It's not going to work. Okay. Hey, thanks, Eric. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. 
Interesting. So we heard that Eric managed to benefit himself and then found a way for to help another partner grow. The one thing that he made sure of, though, was that they did not co-mingle their finances. Now, I suppose that may be different than uh, a different term than partnership. I'm I'm trying to strain my brain and remember that terminology from my days in business school, but it it doesn't seem to be finding the word. Um, if if you know what I'm referring to, send me a note at, at uh, with that information at flippingquestions at gmail dot com so I can sound smarter next time. I'm going to be thinking about that all night probably. Um, but Eric said that he first worked under the license of a more experienced dealer, and then later he helped another flipper along by allowing him to work under his license. However, in both situations, uh, each individual was at least financially working as an individual. Now, certainly the key common denominator that runs through all of this both the arguments for and against partnering is is to be prepared, to be as prepared as possible from the outset. Anticipate the difficulty that, that can arise and, and negotiate a fair settlement between the partners at the outset so you're prepared if and when that time comes. And be sure to know whose money is going where. But be very careful, very careful. As, as Gary said early, Earlier, he said, friendships are often damaged or even destroyed because of, of dealing the wrong way. So ask yourself, is it worth it before you go forward with a partnership? And I can tell you this, from my perspective, friendships, real friendships are to be valued, cherished even. So be aware of the risks and prepare. <laughs> now... Back to that E word that I'd mentioned earlier, expectations. I go into each car flip with an expectation for profit. Honestly, my typical profit expectation is about $1,000 per vehicle. Now, there will be vehicles where my expectations are higher or lower than that, usually based on the amount that I have invested at the outset. For instance, if I'm buying my typical car for around $800 and I'm investing, say, another $500 to get it ready to sell, I, I'll i expect to sell it for about $2,300, which makes me a $1,000 profit. Now, if I go out of my normal range in, a little bit and buy one for, say, $3,500, and it requires $1,200 in repairs, so now I've got... $4,700 invested. I'm going to expect to sell that for at least $7,000 to justify my risk. Now, most of the time, this does work out, but, but not always. But I make these calculations before I purchase, not after. The price I'm willing to pay for a vehicle is based upon my reasonable and informed expectations for the ultimate sale of the finished product. Now, I'm not glorifying myself by saying informed when I say reasonable and informed expectations. I'm referring to the, the same thing I mentioned before, back when I was talking about those seven things. 
I do my homework on Kelly Blue Book, Marketplace, Craigslist, eBay, and any other resource that I think is pertinent. That way, I can have reasonable and informed expectations for what, for example, a 2007 Chevy Impala with 175,000 miles will sell for in my you know, part of the country. And, that, and that's going to be different if you live in California or if you live in Omaha, Nebraska, or if you live in Atlanta, Georgia. It's, it's different in different parts of the country. So that's why you want to look specifically where you're at to see what it's going to sell for um, in advance. And, and I know I've said this at least 20 times in the first episodes of uh, the first 40 episodes of, of, of Flipping Genius, but I, I'll, I'll keep saying it. If for no other reason, just to make sure that I never forget, you make your money when you buy. <laughs> the, the, the way that works is that you have reasonable and informed expectations. That's how that works. And if you're considering working with partners or working as partners with, with other flippers, be certain you all are working from those same expectations from the start. Now, flippers, if you have something to add to this and would like to share it with with us on the Flipping Genius podcast and with all of our the listeners, please send it send me an email to flippingquestions at gmail.com or or go to uh, www.flippinggenius.com, one G in the middle, and send a message to us there or from the website you can even record a voice message that we could use on an upcoming episode of Flipping Genius if you want love to hear from you really would also if you have questions that you'd like answers to or ideas that you'd like us to address on future episodes please email me at flippingquestions at gmail.com too and and remember we've got a a uh answer channel now so if you'll request to be on that answer channel i'll be happy to send out the answers as i get them and you'll get the answers even quicker than than i address them on the podcast i try to answer every email that i get personally and i'll continue to do that no matter how big our our group gets and and when you visit flippinggenius.com one g in the middle be sure to look for the resources page it is it's loaded with information that will will save you time and make you money. Remember, you make money when you buy. <laughs> and that is in in more ways than one. So by negotiating savings for our listeners and our teammates on everything from car parts to tools to auction fees, we're fulfilling that number one goal of our podcast, helping our listeners make money. So please save us as a favorite. Subscribe wherever you listen. And that way you'll never miss an episode. And please tell your friends and share us on Flip, share Flipping Genius on social media everywhere. The bigger our audience gets, the more influence we'll have to negotiate better deals for all of us. And if you haven't joined your local Flipping Genius used car Facebook group yet, search Flipping Genius in Facebook groups and find the one that's closest to you. We're opening one or two really every month and we continue to grow and and, and if if uh, 
the goal is to help you buy and sell vehicles right there in your your local area for a profit. So if you'd like to be involved in managing one of our groups, send me an email to flippingquestions at gmail.com. And and tell me what city you're interested in. We're currently we currently have groups in Atlanta, Austin, Detroit, Huntsville, Indianapolis, Louisville, Nashville, Omaha, Orlando, Pensacola, Phoenix, Salt Lake City, and Toledo. I think I said them all. <laughs> if, if if we aren't in your area yet, let me know, and we'll add it to our growth plan and let you know when we have it online. I promise we will. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. And and if and if you would like to hear uh from last week's guest Zach Pritchard more, check out his all around wellness podcast on Anchor, Apple, and Spotify. I was Zach's guest on his latest episode. We talked about uh business startups and making money and all that type of thing. It was a lot of fun. Um I'll be sure to post a link to Zach's podcast uh uh, in in our show notes, so it'll be easy for you to find uh, from FlippingGenius.com. 1G. Hey, and, and I want to thank, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank uh, our sponsors, uh, Gene Townley and Team Townley iTechs, and, of course, Nick's Restaurante, the best restaurant in the planet. <laughs> Flippers, I'm getting excited to see Big Ten football, Wisconsin Badger football, in less than two weeks. My Badgers open at home against the fight in the Illini on a Friday night, the 23rd of October. So as this week's bonus, I'm going to include a fight song that I wrote for the University of Wisconsin called On Wisconsin, Baby. It's short and sweet. <laughs> and I know, I know it, it, it likely won't change any of you Crimson Tiders or Ohio Staters, or, or are you called the Ohio Staters, into Badger fans, but I figure you ought to know where I stand. So here it is. That motion of you that jump around. Don't care who's coming in the mad town. Results gonna be the same. My badger's gonna win that game. And anybody tell you anything different, crazy. Fuck, you got this. On Wisconsin, baby. Hey, let me know what you think at flippingquestions at gmail.com. Let's work together. Let's make some money. Let's all become flipping geniuses.